the whole point of this exercise and of this uh, you know episode tonight and I'm actually going to listen to this back every once in a while to remind myself of this content because I think it's actually extremely profound is that the the point of this is that you cannot do this overnight and most people that choose to make a change in life do it way too abruptly Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. Welcome back to the Real Life Tips podcast, everyone. We're so excited for you guys to join us back here with a brand new episode. And this is episode number 16. I am your host, Mono. And as usual, you are joined by Leon. Um, episode 16, as Mono said, very, very happy to finally address this topic. I think it's an elephant in the room kind of topic. And it's a topic that a lot of people, there's so many different ways that people explain how to address bad habits and how to form good habits and so on. And it's never a good read. I do think, however, that we're going to bring a bit of a different spin to the whole habit conversation tonight and um, address a specific technique, I would call it, or maybe a specific discipline as far as breaking bad habits and developing better habits and new habits is concerned. Um, so Marnu, I've already kind of introduced the topic now. We are going to talk about habits, but we are actually going to focus on the concept of progressive extremism. And I'm hoping that there's a lot of people in the car that just, um, you know, hopefully haven't heard of this before. This is quite new to me, but it was kind of like a penny drop moment when I looked at this the first time. And there was a couple of episodes and, and YouTube videos that you shared with me to kind of get acquainted with the concept. And it, I promise you, it really makes sense. It's uh, for the first time I can actually, you know, understand how the process should be working naturally in order to break bad habits and develop new ones. So yeah, Marne, where do we start? Yeah, absolutely, Leon. I think when I came across this content, it really, as you said, you know, it was a penny drop moment for me as well. It's something that I've actually become quite obsessed about in the last couple of years. It's habits. So progressive extremism is something that's going to be very, very interesting. I hope that we can share a lot, a lot of value during this episode. I'm pretty sure that we will be able to because this is something that has really, really just resonated with me to the point where I want to start looking and taking it very seriously you know, addressing these very bad habits that I do have, but also to, in the process of breaking the bad habits, actually look at how we can go about forming new habits. So I think it's going to be a very, very cool episode, Leanne. I'm so, so excited and so stoked to be able to share this message with our listeners out there today. And yeah, I think first and foremost, when we deep dive into this topic of bad habits or just habits in general, right? So I think that maybe we're a little bit late to the party coming into this topic or discussing this topic on the third month or fourth month of this year already. I mean, you know, we've all set our New Year's resolutions. We've all sort of decided what we want to accomplish this year and all that. But it might just be the best time to do this, right? Because if, if your year has been anything like my year, Leon, I know that yours has mm -hmm. been. It's been extremely crazy. It's like you can't find time to actually start sitting down and planning the year that you have ahead or start yeah. actually actioning a lot of the plans that you might have set for yourself as well. So very 
very, very excited to be addressing uh, the progressive extremism topic tonight, Leon. Yeah, and I think just to put people into a specific um, scene, if you are listening to this in 2030, <laughs> uh, we're actually recording this in 2021, the month of March. And if you would go back and Google COVID, <laughs> you'll find that it was this really terrible pandemic that we've hopefully conquered. Um, so we're actually coming out of that uh, from 2020 now. A lot of people had to learn how to adapt. I mean, I found it particularly tough as well that I was just completely out of my comfort zone. And you're quite right. I mean, usually if you think about breaking habits and developing better habits and starting um, positive and healthy habits, those are usually things that people try and address at the end of the year, beginning of the new year. You know, we call it New Year's resolutions. And they usually don't last. It's almost like you bite off more than you can chew coming into the year. And it's such a huge task that you try and undertake, whether it's being, um, you know, more healthy or maybe stop, stopping a bad habit like smoking or using um, alcohol or uh, maybe spending too much money. There's so many different things that are considered bad habits that one wants to address at some point in your life. And... I feel that when you address it or actually when you try and take the entire thing head on, more than likely most people fail, myself included. Like I've never ever been able to really, really stick it out, put the time in, put the grit in, focus myself, completely apply every single inch of self-awareness and, and, and containment in order to stick to the program. And I fail within, sometimes within the very first month. And I mean, a very good example is obviously health and gym. I mean, a lot of people say, listen, New Year's, I'm going to start gymming. Um, you'll notice that when you enter gym on like the 2nd of Jan, it's packed. And then you get to like the 14th of Jan and it's half full. And you get to February and you, you like literally you start seeing less and less people. <laughs> yeah. And it's because people are just biting off more than they can chew. Um, so the whole concept of breaking and developing good or bad habits respectively, uh, it's, it's something that you need to address completely differently. And this is what tonight's episode is about. I've you know, read about bad habits. We all know what they are. We hate the concept because we know those are the terrible, tough things in life that we need to make an imp or, or we need to make an effort in changing, but no one really ever gets it right. So I'm hoping that with this concept that we're going to um, discuss and elaborate on tonight of progressive extremism, that we'll actually be able to make it easier uh, to actually develop new good habits or start uh, breaking down bad habits. So with that said, uh, Marne, where do we actually start on this point? Where do we want to start, um, you know, really diving into this topic? I think the first and most important point that we need to address is what do we mean by the term progressive extremism, right? So yeah. you've, you've sort of highlighted and scraped the surface on that. And I feel that that really, really summarizes it real well. But I think let's quickly dive into that. Let's uh, have a quick overview over what exactly do we mean by progressive extremism. I'm no different from a lot of people out there. And I've got some really, really bad habits that I struggle with on an ongoing basis. A lot of them I've actually managed to break free from. And uh, you've probably heard this before and you've probably heard me say this before. 
but I read somewhere that it takes about 40 days to build or to break a habit. And that sort of methodology has always sort of helped me uh, quite immensely when it comes to you know, setting a timeline or an endpoint towards my goal for, for breaking that specific habit. You know, it worked with, with uh, a lot of the bad habits that I used to have. But still some days I struggle with a lot of things, you know, when it comes to eating healthy, for instance, we've spoken about this a lot with with the fitness episode that we did with your fitness journey. It's something that I absolutely struggle with so much that I feel that this progressive extremism concept could really apply to that as well. It could really, really help me and help me break free from that thought process of just saying, you know what, I'm still young. I don't really have to stress too much about what I eat. I've tried it before. I've tried the whole diet and eating healthy thing and all that, but it just doesn't really work for me. So I want to start eating healthier, but not going on a diet, right? So understand when I say this is that we all want to eat healthy and all that. And it's very simple and easy to come into a new year and just look back and to say, this is the year. This is the year that I'm going to do a full body transformation. This is the year that I'm going to join a, a gym program or I'm going to uh, hit a diet. No offense to you, though. <laughs> no, that you, I just realized that that's what you're doing, right? But listen to what I'm saying, though, is the fact that a lot of people go that route. I've been there. I've, I've tried a couple of you know, uh, mindful exercises and mindfulness and meditation and really thought processes and planning and all that strategically as to how I'm going to achieve that goal this year or the previous year or the year before that and it just doesn't work for me so I really want to take the approach of looking at something that's more sustainable as opposed to just taking a a, taking on a diet or something like that I really want to find ways to alter the way that I live for over an extended period of time and when I say extended I mean for the rest of my life and that's sort of what progressive extremism focuses on. So it's not saying this year is your year. It's working out a lifetime goal for yourself and saying that I want to start today and I want to you know, sort of force new habits in my life that will get me to that goal you know, in the next five years, in the next 10 years, but that will also be sustainable over the next 20 years or 30 years when it comes to, and that's just diet and eating healthy. But you can apply that, as you mentioned, to exercise. Yeah. You can apply that to a lot of the bad habits that you have in your life as well. So yeah. Look, I mean, it really comes down to gaining control. And when you think about the word, and we've used this so many times in our lives, uh, you know, the concept of gaining control over bad habits, the whole concept of gaining means that you need to put in some work. And it also means that it doesn't need to happen abruptly. It's not just taking control. You know, you do get guys that says, you know, taking control, but this is more gaining control. Mm -hmm. So the whole concept here is to try and actually do it progressively. Hence the, you know, the wording progressively extremism. And um, there was actually a study done a while back and I, I forget completely when and where this was done. I just remember it from one of the videos that um, Marne actually shared with me. They did this test where they took two groups of people and they asked them, um, you know, here's a chocolate. Would you like to eat it? And some people said, I don't eat it. And some people said, I can't eat it. And when they actually looked at the statistics afterwards, and I mean, that sounds like a similar answer, and it is a similar answer. But the one comes from a place of, 
I don't do that at all. Like it doesn't even come up in my head as a choice and an option. It's out of my head completely, which means you have already gotten control over that urge and over the temptation of tasting chocolate. Whereas the other part of the group, which was obviously the bigger part of the group, said they can't, which means they want to, but they shouldn't. And they know that they shouldn't. They are acutely aware, but they comp- they're constantly fighting this war in their head that this is most probably bad. I know it's bad and I'm still fighting it because the temptation is still there. I really want it, but I can't do it. It's against my, let's call it exercise regime or health choices, etc. So the whole point of progressive extremism is to actually come from that, you know, I can't do this to the point where you can actually say, I don't do that. That's not, that's not me. Um, And that takes a while. And again, the whole point of this exercise and of this, uh, you know, episode tonight, and I'm actually going to listen to this back every once in a while to remind myself of this content, because I think it's actually extremely profound, is that the, the point of this is that you cannot do this overnight. And most people that choose to make a change in life do it way too abruptly. So yeah, I mean, if you think about the whole process of developing new habits and gaining control, taking it away abruptly is absolutely not the way to go. I think most of the people listening to this right now, myself talking this message and speaking to you right now can tell you that just removing it abruptly is not necessarily always the right way to go. I can't really think of a scenario where abrupt removal is going to be successful. So what is the actual options then? I think this is where we probably need to start revealing what we are actually talking about um, and discussing what are the options, what are the other options to actually progressively move into better habits or progressively start removing bad habits from our lives yeah absolutely 100% Leon because and I think it's important to note this is that progressive extremism isn't a a, a change of mindset Uh, you know it might appear that way in the beginning when you hear about it when you understand sort of you know where people are coming from when they talk about progressive extremism it might sound like it's a method of you tricking yourself into saying that and as you mentioned earlier on the people that say that they don't eat something versus the people who say they can't eat something, right? Mm, mm. And in that exact video that I'll share with you guys in the show link as well, they describe it so beautifully, you know, it's it's when someone comes in and they say, you know, I rock up to a party and somebody offers me a drink and I tell them that I just don't drink. And it might sound pretty crazy, but there are people that live like that. You know, to me, that sounds quite crazy because I enjoy my drink uh, you know, every now and then. But then you find people like my brother, for instance. My brother uh, is not a person who drinks. He's never really enjoyed alcohol. Yeah. He's never, I, I doubt he's ever tasted alcohol. Um, but the point is, he walks into a party and the first thing he says is, no, thank you, I don't drink. It's just not who I am as a person, right? As opposed to me, if I had to go into a party and somebody offers me a drink and even if I decided, you know what, I'm not really feeling up to it tonight or whatever the case is, uh, I really might have my Uber scheduled and all that stuff. So it's okay. I'm just not going to have a drink tonight. I'm just going to have a sip of water or I'm just going to have a cold drink or something like that. Someone like that can still convince me of that, of having that drink, of actually uh, taking them up on that offer. But someone like my brother, for instance, he comes from a perspective of saying, it's just not who I am. Fundamentally, I've just never 
never exactly. been that sort of person. So that from the surface, on the surface, it might appear that it's a way of you, you tricking your mind into mm. saying it's just not who you are. But let me assure you, it's absolutely not that. It's We're talking about building a brand new habit here whilst breaking bad habits uh, in the process as well. So it's really coming from a point of view of saying that if I feel that in that exact same example, you know, I want to drink less when I go out because I just don't enjoy the feeling that I you know, feel or that out of control feeling when you have one too many drinks that night or uh, you want to start acting more responsibly when you go out or you simply just want to feel better the next day. You know, hangovers really suck. So <laughs> nobody wants to go through those no. type of things. So if you want to, like many of us have gone through, you know, after one crazy party or one specific night uh and i'm pretty sure as i speak of this you can at least recall one night that you know if, if you're quite a party mm, person mm. you can at least recall that one night that just really really broke you down the next morning so we've all hit that point in our lives that you you wake up the next day and you're like i'm never ever drinking again right but it becomes so difficult for you to actually make that a sustainable living and actually sticking to those habits going forward but really what it comes down to is saying that as opposed to taking that and saying i'm never ever going to drink again and you're fighting the temptation every single time you get to a public gathering where people are drinking or you are offered a couple of drinks when you uh, you rock up at an office party or something like that. That's going to be very difficult for you. The whole time you're going to have to convince yourself that you don't feel like having a drink, right? As opposed to that, you know, rather progressive extremism focuses on the point of saying, uh, let's just make rules for ourselves, right? Mm. And let's progress those rules up to a point where we hit an extremist level of saying, I'm not a person who drinks at all. I don't consume alcohol, if that is your goal in the long term, right? So in that exact same example, we would say that uh, as opposed to going to the next party and trying to fight the urge, I would say, you know, I'm going to limit myself to only three drinks a night when I go out for a party. Three drinks, that's it. That's my limit. That's what I'm going to stick to and all that. It's going to be difficult, right? Yes, you are going to still fight those urges and those temptations and all those things. But it's really just starting with that, right? But if that sounds like too much of an extreme progressive extremism, the concept of it is so beautiful and really appealed to me because that sounds quite difficult for me already is saying, you know, but what if it's, what if the vibe's really cool? Yeah, exactly. What if the people are really yes. cool? What if I'm really enjoying myself? What if the people actually invited me to just crash there at their place? You know, then I don't have to stress about getting home and all that. Uh, what if I don't have plans for the next day? So I don't really care about feeling too bad about myself the next day or something like that. So there's too much temptation in that. So the the way that I can sort of paddle back a little bit uh, is looking at it from the perspective of saying, as opposed to limiting my number of drinks, let's say that I'm going to stick to the non-heavy stuff. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to go for the example. heavy. I'm not going to do shooters. I'm not going to go crazy uh, and all that. I'm going to stick to just having ciders or I'm just going to stick to having beer. And that's going to be a simpler way for me to achieve that goal. Now, that's phase one that you work out for yourself, but it then can progress later on. As If, if you get used to that, you then level it a notch up. So you say, all right, great. This wasn't so bad. So let's move into the next phase. The next phase could simply be, as opposed to me having beers and ciders, I'm just going to stick to having beer that just has a lesser percentage of alcohol that's contained within it, right? So 
I can really progress that to a point where I eventually end up within the next two to three years. If my goal is to actually stop partying or to you know, stop drinking as much as I do when I go out, I can very simply and easily start easing myself out of it by means of saying, I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to go to parties and I'm just going to have alcohol-free beer and that's cool. So I know that alcohol is probably the best and probably the worst example to use, but it's, it's something that is a real struggle for a lot of people. I know that a lot of my friends as well have struggled with that for years, myself included when I was younger. By now, like I think I can handle myself quite well, uh, but alcohol is absolutely, I think, the best example to use in that. Yeah. Does that make a lot more yeah, sense? No, it does. It does completely. I think a lot of people relate to it. So alcohol is always going to be a very good example. It's one of those drugs, I, I guess, that when you hear that people call alcohol a drug, you almost kind of shiver in your boots and you're like, wow, I didn't really realize they classify it as a drug. Yeah. And it's actually one of the worst drugs and it's actually one of the most um, addictive drugs as well as the most consumed drug in the world. And it's definitely something that I've struggled with. I know that it's something that you've struggled with and there's a lot that we've done to improve. I mean, there's still, <laughs> there's still some work to do. As I mean, uh, as, as we just said, it's progressive extremism. So I'm yeah. well uh, on that path of um, extremism. I'm just not there yet. I think another very good example, more on the health side, and you know, seeing as I'm, uh, I'm in, you know, <laughs> a bit of a program at the moment dealing with <laughs> health, as you saw, yeah, or as we spoke about in previous episode. Um, if you think about diets, oh wow, I hate the word diets, and I think a lot of people that's been doing diets hate the word diets because you know there's an overwhelming amount of research that shows that diets don't work and i'm really sorry if there's people listening to this that develop diets please stop lying to the people (laughs) (laughs) the problem with diets is it puts you in that extremism position immediately again it's too much of a shock so what happens with a diet is you deprive yourself from everything that was good in your life as far as eating habits are concerned and you just have to stick it out for like a temporary period of time to lose as much weight as possible for again a temporary period of time and then you reach a goal and the diet was now concluded as successful but again the whole point of progressive extremism is not to try and get this immediate impact and then it's not going to last it's the whole point of actually removing bits and pieces of the bad habit to a point where you actually end up with not doing anything um, you know or, or to a point where you actually only start doing the right things so for example when i chose my diet that i'm currently on so i'm still calling it a diet because it probably is it's a specific eating plan let's just call it an eating plan I specifically chose something that's going to obviously resonate with the stuff that I already enjoy and that will give me more of a steady decline in weight, but at least it doesn't shock me into the point to the point where I know this is temporary. I'm going to try and just get to a goal weight and oh wow, then I'm going to indulge again because I'm literally starving myself. So I actually went for an option where you slowly but surely start removing bits and pieces. So for example, I mean, if you like sugary stuff and I mean, who doesn't like sugary stuff? Um, One of the things that I started with is to remove sugar out of my coffee. 
So actually just processed sugar. Mm, um, mm, I think they mm. call it processed sugar, if I'm not mistaken. But I didn't stop like taking sweetened yogurt or maybe having a sweet here and there. I just removed out of my coffee. And I did that for quite a while. I've actually been doing that for, for a couple of years. And it's to the point now, and I'm quite proud to actually be a small example of what progressive extremism is. And I don't drink sugar in my coffee at all anymore. So it's not that I can't or and that I'm not. that's difficult. A, it's a, that's really difficult. It, it yeah, was. Because I've tried that before. Yeah. And it's, yeah, so well done. No, 100%. It, it was difficult. It, I mean, and I promise you in the beginning, it, it tasted rancid. I mean, if you are used to a nice milky, frothy little cappuccino or a frappuccino with a lot of foam and stuff. Yeah. And now suddenly mm -hmm. you have to go for a bland black coffee with no sugar because I did that as well. I removed all the milk at the same time, which is probably actually quite progressively extreme. But at the time, that was a, a longer term, term goal of lessening sugar intake, especially processed sugar, the bad sugars. Um, and I'm at that point where, so what, you start with that, you get used to that. And that's already, like you said, that's a bit of a shock. I don't think there's anything in the world where you can acutely taste that there's no sugar more than there is within coffee. Um, it, you really do immediately pick up this is not the same beverage anymore at all. But I got through with that. And then you start saying, listen, I will only eat sweet stuff again at a restaurant. I'll only eat like a dessert. I'm not going to go buy mm, sweets mm. or, uh, you know, jelly babies or, you know, if you're a chocolate type of person, yeah. you're not going to do that anymore. And you just stop doing it. And I promise you, you eventually don't think about it anymore. Like you don't go into a shop and you've got cravings and stuff like that anymore. You don't. But yeah, when there's a nice occasion and you've got people around and it's nice and jolly and everyone's enjoying themselves, you have a dessert. Wow, nice, you know, but then... You can't have that the whole time. You can't be out and about and putting yourself in that position of eating dessert the whole time. So, you know, it's a temporary thing. I'm going to do it now. And then tomorrow when I go back to home, I'm not going to have sugar. And eventually it got to the point where I can completely cut sugar out of my life. And it's actually gotten to the point now that, uh, for example, I drink uh, Coca-Cola without any sugar content. And that's also been for quite a while. Mm. If I taste what we call fat coke <laughs> again no offense to the guys yeah, drinking fat yeah. coke um i know most of my mates still drink the the regular bright red coca-cola um but if i taste uh regular coke or regular sweetened coca-cola now it literally feels like the sweetener or the sugary content or whatever is stuck to my gums and to my teeth and it becomes all i don't know i just kind of i get almost <laughs> irritated by the taste of sugar now i actually and i know the exact feeling yeah yeah i know the exact it's, feeling. it's like it, it's like a spoon of peanut butter you know when you suck on a yeah. spoon of peanut butter so uh, it's it's just something i hate now and i despise and i will never ever be able to go back on it and again i've turned that can't into a don't and that's the entire point of progressive extremism is you start literally mm. chopping off the tree branch by branch until you to a point where you can actually t take the entire tree down. And again, progressive extremism actually works really well with removal of bad behavior. It's not as effective as starting new ones. So also, if you do research this topic, you'll see that they actually mostly refer to progressive extremism with the removal of bad habits. Um, but it can be applied, I think, in both in certain, in, in certain degrees. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, that actually reminds me, come to think of it, of a person, one of one of my mates that, that came to me. I think we we went out the night or something like that. We ordered pizza and he literally said to me that, no, I don't eat pizza. And I was like, hmm. you mean you don't you don't eat the content that's on this pizza at the moment or <laughs> you don't eat pizza at all? Because I've never, ever heard of that in my Your whole brain life. Went like who shock. doesn't eat pizza? Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was I was so shocked and I was I just couldn't understand it. But I'm pretty mm. sure that if I had to go and ask him about that, it's not something that someone just wakes up and they just like, no, I don't eat pizza. Like maybe you don't eat pizza from like Domino's, but you like it from <laughs> somewhere else. Like, I mean, no offense to Domino's, but <laughs> but anyways, so it's 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 something like that, right? Where and I'm pretty sure if I had to go and ask him that it probably started somewhere where maybe he was overweight at some point of his life and he was really battling with with takeaways and sort of you know convincing sure. himself or fighting yeah. the urges to not give in to uh, you know, ordering pizza or ordering burgers and chips and all of those type of things. I'm pretty sure if I had to order burger that night, uh, he would have probably said the exact same thing to me as well because it all spawns from that. And that's really what it comes down to. It's it's saying that you know, if you really have a weight problem, problem and you really want to start living a healthier life and all that without taking on a massive strict diet and you're trying to convince yourself that you'll stick to that diet for the next five years or 10 years or 15 years as opposed to taking that approach it really could help you to say that I'm just not ever going to eat burgers outside the house. Like you said, you know, mm -hmm. um, in that exact same example in the video as well, they talk about uh, sugary drinks, right? Starting as simple as saying that I'm not going to consume sugary drinks within the house. But if I'm outside the house, that's fine. And then later on, yeah. you're going to change that to say that I'm not going to have sugary drinks, but I will have flavored water or I'll have sparkling water or something like that. That's, that's okay for now. And then eventually cutting that out. You can actually start doing that with food uh, in the health column to say yo, I want to not order burgers when I'm at home uh, yo, from Uber or from yo, any other restaurant that delivers it to my house or anything like that I'm not going to buy the contents of making burgers I'm not going to tempt myself with it I'm just not going to eat burgers at home if I go out with friends and all that I'll have a burger and chips then That I, I use burgers as, as an example Leon, because I'm obsessed with burgers yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I went to New York City on a on a holiday for an entire week. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. I literally oh, no, only up, ate man. burgers and chips. <laughs> That's all I ate. That's why I use burgers as, as an example, right? So yeah. for me to get rid of that bad habit of chowing just burgers and chips, I would have to start with something small like that. I'm not going to eat burgers at home. I actually had a burger tonight. So <laughs> strange enough. Start with but sliders, anyways, man. <laughs> start with sliders. Yeah, exactly. So teeny tiny little burgers. So what I would do is try and discipline myself in a way to say that I'm not going to eat burgers at home. Extend that to say I'm not going to eat burgers when I go to the mall, but I'll have it at my friend's place if we're there and I absolutely have no choice. And then eventually try and cut that out of my diet entirely or switch over to like your vegetarian uh, burgers or something like that just to sort of ease myself into into that transition period another example that i can actually give as well is i know that a lot of people struggle with you know gaming addiction now 
gaming has become quite a big thing in the last couple of years it's always been a big thing but i think with the consoles now upgrading i mean uh the 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 prices dropping on hardware and software for your computers to upgrade them and all that Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. gaming has become quite a big thing and i feel that a lot of people struggle with that addiction without even knowing that it is an addiction or identifying it as a problem area in their lives as well it's something that i struggled with you know a couple of years ago maybe a little bit for a teeny tad bit uh, of time there but it's something that i really had to sort of pry myself away from and say if i don't get this under control i'm gonna be one of those people that comes home or that skips a day of work to sit down and just play games the whole day or um you know after work jump in front of the console and just switch it on and just play games for the whole night and not really get any other productive work done during that entire week or month or you know if you have a week of leave that you've put in absence from work you you it becomes it becomes quite a problem because you can't you don't get to any other thing in your life as well so in that exact example you can also take that progressive extremism approach uh, to say yeah. that I'm going to limit myself to only play games uh, on weekends and not play during the week, right? Or, and then taking it further to say, I'll only play on Saturday nights between 8 and 10. And sort of give yourself those sure. time limits to try and get yourself away from those bad habits. And it really, really is something that can work. Leon, you've mentioned that, you know, the coffee example, uh, you know, the sugary drinks, you at least reducing the content of sugar in those drinks to get yourself mm-hmm. to the point where you uh, you know, progress that extremism and, and start building healthy habits as well. I've done that in my personal life as well, and I haven't even realized how simple it is. So when it comes to sugary drinks, for instance, it's not something that I identified, and I mean, I never heard about progressive extremism back then, but I just decided for myself, you know, as opposed to buying cold drink for the house, I'm actually just gonna buy bottles of water. And I'm just going to refill those bottles and then just constantly, if I'm thirsty at home, I'm just going to grab a water because I honestly um, can get used to not drinking cool drink during the day and uh, when I'm at home. So every now and then, yeah, absolutely. I do spoil myself with a a glass of cool drink or something like that. But it really has helped me to the point where I now actually crave water. Like I don't want to have people uh, offer me cold drink and all that when I go visit my parents or when I go visit my friends. I just literally ask ask for water. It's not because I'm being strange about it. It's because it's something that has just sort of become part of who I am and part of my Mm, identity. mm. Look, and I mean, it's rewarding. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really difficult to break down bad habits. And this kind of gives a bit of sensibility to it or... uh, let's let's call it um, a method of how you could potentially be successful in doing so i don't know whether this will work 100 of the time for every single habit i think there are bad habits that's just really really tough to break and that maybe goes a little bit too deep into the psyche uh, that maybe uh, falls outside the scope but I mean we do really need to probably uh, just give a little bit of recognition here to Mr. Ner Eyal. Um he's actually the guy that developed this entire concept as well of progressive extremism and he basically broke it down into six very very easy steps so before we obviously start talking about the tips and so on for tonight I wanted to quickly just go through the logic of this because maybe we talked a lot of loose-ended you know, examples and such. But what you need to do, so this is what you do, is you identify 
something that you want to give up. It needs to start off small. You, you need to train your brain again with the whole concept of giving up things that your body wants or your mind wants or craves. Secondly, and I forgot to actually mention this, you need to write it down. There's something that happens when you put pen to paper, and I've experienced this numerous times in my life with various different types of scenarios and exercises, but there's something about the intentionality and the permanency of putting something on a piece of paper from ink out of a pen, not on a document in Word or Excel, a physical piece of paper that you can fold up and put in your wallet and keep with you somewhere. And you put your, your date down that you said, this is the day that I'm going to stop putting one spoon, two spoons of sugar in my coffee and I'll only do one. And then two months later, you revisit it. So this third step is be patient. The whole thing here is not to rush it. It's not yeah. like a rehab. It's not supposed to be a shock. It needs to be a seamless sort of almost slightly unnoticeable change towards a better you in whatever sense or um, goal it is that you are trying to achieve. Then after about six weeks or so, once you've actually gotten the hang of it, you review your list. You give yourself a bit of kudos and you move on to something else. And again, the circle starts. You start to identify something small that you want to give up. Maybe if it was two sugars, now you have to actually, or you went down to one sugar, now you have to completely remove sugar. And then maybe after another six weeks, it's like you said, you'll remove sugar from your cupboards in your in, in your house and you'll only have dessert um, when you are with your friends at a restaurant or something like that. And after a couple of maybe months, if you're lucky, sometimes a year or more, you would have actually cut this out completely in a way that you would have probably not been shocked or threatened or felt frustrated or anything like that. And it would have just naturally kind of slowly but surely gone out of your life. And again, the whole idea of this show uh, is to uplift and betterment, right? So this is one of those concepts. I'm pretty sure everyone in this world has stuff that they don't like, that they know they can change, but they just don't know what to do about it. And I know I'm the type of person that I like systems. I like ideas. I like things I can track. I like that there's, if there's something tangible and analytical about it and it's process driven, I can get behind it. If there's science and there's some method to the madness, that's what I can get behind. Don't just tell me, listen, Leon, don't drink fat Coke. You have to start drinking Diet Coke from tomorrow. <laughs> Take your last sip and that's it. That's just not going to work. And it's not going to work for most people. And again, it's why diets don't work. It's why rehab doesn't work. It's why a lot of things don't work that people just want to drop cold turkey. You have to have a processed uh, sort of like a staged approach, like many things in life. And lo and behold, you'll outlearn it. It's almost like you completely forget about it after a while. So you don't think about the can't, you think about, I just don't do that. I don't do that at all. Um, so that's kind of just to summarize the processes behind what you should actually do, the steps. So it's just six steps just to quickly go over them again. Start by identifying and start small. Um, don't start with something big like alcohol <laughs> yeah. or um, uh, partying or yeah. uh, gaming. You know, there's smaller things to test the theory with and get that control and feel good about it. And once you've powered through your first small goal, 
you can start taking on bigger goals and then it becomes easier because if you just start with a big goal even if you do it progressively you might still fail like smoking for example mm. was the hardest thing that mm. i've ever had to drop in my entire life even if i did it progressively i failed multiple times and unknowingly back then i used progressive extremism in some examples i would like smoke 20 a day then i'll go down to 10 then i'll go down <laughs> to one then i'll go down yeah. to only while i'm at, at a party or at mates and then but I would still falter and go back. So don't start with challenges like that. Start with something small that you can actually really take control of. Write it down. Keep it with you. Don't lose that paper. Keep it Keep it somewhere, I don't know, in your photos, on your phone. Take a picture of it. Or keep it in your wallet. Stay patient. Stay focused. Review it. Come back. Give yourself some recognition, thanks, and whatever for doing that. And then move on to something else. And bigger and better things will follow. That's pretty much the process. Yeah, and then continue that cycle the whole time. Mm. So I think I think we actually spoke about mobile devices in one of our previous episodes yes, sure. and you know the, the addiction that you that you struggle with with regards to that. And I think that's probably one of the best areas to start with as well. Because and I find myself still guilty of this more often than I'd even like to admit, especially on this show. Um, but it is. It's a, it's a real struggle at times. Yeah, still, it's a really you know, good when one. you wake up, yeah. you you snooze your alarm, and the first thing you think of is like, okay, great, let me quickly check. And it's it becomes a habit. You check your mails. You sort of want to know, okay, great, what 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 happened last night? What broke last night? What do I need to urgently reply on? And instantly mm-hmm. you start. You know that. And we spoke about this in um, in the morning rituals episode as well that we did last week. And it, yes. it really becomes, it sets a, a horrible tone to your day when you start off with that stress, when you start off with that negativity and all of that. So maybe by you're know, trying to break the addiction to your mobile device or sort of just limit your the, the time that you spend on it and when you spend time on it as well. It's, it's always a good point to start off with and say, in the mornings, I'm not going to touch my phone up yeah. until you know nine o'clock or up until ten o'clock, and that's where I'm going to start. I'm not going to start with crazy amounts of saying I'm going to switch off my mobile phone for the next two days or over a weekend or something like that, or, or I'm just, just going to switch your it Facebook to airplane mode. Like or, a lot of people, <laughs> yeah, delete delete your Facebook account or deactivate your Facebook. I mean, that's 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 Doesn't crazy, work. crazy, crazy extremist. I think in a lot of uh, people's opinion as well. But it's really starting small, as you said. And I think starting with things like that is, is a very good place to start is to say, I'm going to break the little habits that I have, the little bad habits. And if, that's, if, I'm, if I'm successful in that, I'm going to progress that. I'm going to say, all right, great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. I see that it's quite simple to get used to a brand new habit here. And I'm going to, you know, what's the next area of my life that I can improve on as well with this methodology? So absolutely, I think it's so, so, so important. Now, Leanne, you've already shared some brilliant tips, I think, in my opinion, uh, by just sharing a lot of that research and mm-hmm. you know, sort of where this all came from and where progressive extremism originated from. But is there one specific tip that you would like to highlight perhaps out of everything that we've discussed tonight or something that you would like to specifically point out or personally point out that has personally worked for you as well? Yeah, look, there is one thing. I think it's not really a tip. So I guess the tip of the day is to start with progressive extremism in some areas and try and break bad habits. But 
in this process, you are going to find um, setbacks. Let's just call it setbacks. So one of the tips and maybe a motivational thing that I want to mention is that when that does happen and you do falter, um, remember that you are human and you are made completely flawed. <laughs> you know, the, yeah. you're going to have flaws. You're going to make mistakes. You are going to retract. Don't see it as a defeat. I think this is the biggest, biggest thing that happens is a lot of people see it as defeat. If I use my smoking example as a as a as a as another example, or once again, um, when I got off of smoking and I went back onto cigarettes, it would probably be because one night it was a really nice party, and I decided to take one from a friend, and then eventually ended up buying a pack, and I smoked half of it. That next morning, I would just be like, oh, okay, cool. I fell back into it. Let me just go buy smokes and start smoking again. Yeah. You shouldn't look mm -hmm. at it in that way. You you still need to see this as very much. Uh, look, this is also, it's a very personal and intimate endeavor, depending on what it is that you want to change. You don't need to share it with the world because if you do fail, unfortunately, it does seem that people would obviously come down on you and say, yeah, you know, I always knew that that couldn't happen or you couldn't get it right. And that happens um, a lot with smoking. Yeah. Oh, yes, especially with smoking. Hence, yeah, me thinking mm. of that right now just off the cuff. So try and just be, be fair to yourself. Be um, aware that it's going to be difficult, especially when the challenges get harder. But the whole point of this is betterment. So if you're going to do this consistently throughout, for example, the next 15 years, and this is what I always try and do is to try and look at the big picture at the end of the road and you have broken maybe five of your worst habits by that time, how much better of a life would you be leading and how much better of a person would you be and how much better would you have been or how much would you have contributed to other people's lives at that time if you did not have all of these anchors and and weight bearing you down so that would be my tip for the day is just to you know keep it keep it simple keep it simple in the beginning don't be too tough on yourself and if it doesn't work out just try again just try again until you get it absolutely right. i think from my point as well i think my tip that i want to share is start now start yes. now if yes, uh, yes, like yes. you said leon I, I doubt there's any person on the face of this earth that you know, won't have one specific bad habit that they're thinking of as they're listening to this episode right here. I can think of a million bad habits right now <laughs> yes, that true. I would want to change as well. And I'm going to actually do that as well. In this week, I'm going to commit to not a small thing, but I want to commit to a bigger thing. I've, I've, done, I've, I've progressed through this methodology of progressive extremism uh, in the last couple of months already. And I feel that maybe this has been a good talk that we had to really inspire me to move on to the next big challenge that I want to take upon myself as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Mm. But the one tip that I want to leave with you guys now is is start start this week really really take it write that down whatever you thought of the first yeah. time you heard progressive extremism the first time we explained it if you've never heard of this before that's your one thing that you need to start working on today and and just yeah. really just start write it down and think about a way that you can start in the tiniest minute way to start improving that so absolutely leon i think that's most important yeah no it's an excellent concept i really do think and i applaud um 
Mr. El for for this concept. I really do think this is a this is this is like preaching the gospel. <laughs> um, it's yeah, something that makes definitely. habit change just so much more well goal driven, exciting, achievable, whatever you want to call it. It just makes it a little bit more fair to us as well in in, in putting processes in place. It actually makes it achievable. Um, so yeah, I think that's it from my side. I think it was a really, really good episode. Um, I hope you agree. Um, I found some enlightenment. There's some things and goals that I'm going to set and habits that I want to break. I'm going to follow my own advice and not mention it to anyone <laughs> until I've actually achieved it um, just for, 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 for the sake of not letting anyone down. I think most people are aware of my fitness endeavor, but there's maybe some more stuff that I want to actually change and challenge myself a little bit. So I hope you guys do the same. Go, go think about this. Go sleep on it. Go think of a few things that you think uh, maybe has an impact on your life maybe has an impact on your uh, friend's life, maybe it's got an impact on your family and you need to change it, go think about how you can do that, how can you start small, end off big and you will definitely be better off for it. I really appreciate your time. It's been a lot of fun to discuss this with you, Marnie. Yeah, absolutely, Leon. I think it's just so, so, so important to to focus on that. And, uh, you know, at the same time, you say that you're not going to tell anyone about those goals, but we spoke about this during your fitness episode as well, is that in a lot of these goals, you need an accountability partner. So in mm. some cases, you might actually want to share that with other people as well, or at least share that with someone very, very close to you that you feel that you won't feel any judgment from if you do fail and they will help you drive it towards that end goal so ladies and gentlemen guys and girls thank you so much once again from myself mono you're joined by leon as usual we'll see you next week for another thrilling episode we'll see you next week enjoy cheers cheers Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining this episode. We really hope that it inspires and motivates you. By the way, we're giving away a free 5-step personal budget template that will help you take control of your financial goals. So just head over to rltstudios.com, sign up for our newsletter and we will get that right over to you. So head over to rltstudios.com and we will see you in the next episode. Until then, cheers. Cheers.